the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm getting over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you uh, while we talk about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hello, Jeeper. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we pull back the curtain on Jeep's new Grand Cherokee. They have a special flavor of it anyways, and we're going to find out who Mr. Vanderquack is. And I've got a tip for you that may just help with those on-the-trail headaches. Hi, I'm Tony, and keep listening for an interview with Mark, also known as FM Jeeping, and a stunning off-road accident involving his 1998 Jeep Cherokee, highly modified, I might add, and a member of his family. You do not want to miss this. No. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Guess what does the L mean, dang it? Over the last few episodes, you may have heard me talking about the Grand Cherokee L and didn't know to what I was referring to exactly. Loser. Well, historically, <laughs> historically speaking, the Grand Cherokee was a standalone model with only a handful of special editions, but never enough of a change to the model to warrant it getting its own designation. Until now. Now, we had several listeners email in with their own guesses, and no, it's not for luxury. Even though the Grand, uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokee L has options not available on any other vehicle aside from the Wagoneers, including the Grand Wagoneer. The L is for long, and this stretch oh. of the familiar Grand Cherokee is what Jeep is offering families while they await the arrival of the even larger and more deluxier and pricier 2022 Grand Wagoneer. Literally millions of two-row, five-passenger Jeep Grand Cherokees have been sold since its inception in 1993. Jeep must have reasoned that offering a variation with a third row of seats and upgraded, updated amenities couldn't hurt. Well, what does hurt, though, is the stock powertrain of the Grand L. The standard 296-horsepower V6 is going to get a little bit noisy when pushed hard and is capable of only 18 to 25 miles per gallon per the specs released at the time of this recording. That's not going to do much but get groceries and not offer a lot of fun while doing it. However, a 360-horsepower V8, rated for towing up to 7,200 pounds, I might add, is an available option right now, and a plug-in hybrid model should be arrived next year. That is, if you're a Jeeper intent on reducing your carbon footprint. Meh. There is a choice of three different four-wheel drive systems, though, including an adjustable air suspension system. It is also equipped with an electronically controlled limited-slip rear differential, hill descent control, and low range in the 8-speed automatic transmission. 
Also available is a slimmed-down version of the high-end Macintosh system that we talked about in episode 511. This one is a measly 950-watt stereo system, however, with no fewer than 19 speakers, satellite radio, a wireless phone charging pad, heads-up driver display, navigation, Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay, I might add. The Grand L also has automatic high beams, remote starting, a power tailgate, second and third row seats that fold down automatically, leather upholstery, and of course, it's not a Grand, without a little bit of wood trim. All Grand Cherokee L models come with a state-of-the-art driver laziness, I mean, <laughs> driver assistance technology, including adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitors in the mirrors, lane departure warning, and lane keeping assistance. Not to mention also emergency braking system that also recognizes pedestrians and cyclists, not just other vehicles. This year, the starting price for the Grand Cherokee L ranges from just over 40000 for the Laredo trim package to just over 62000 for the Summit Reserve. So you're saying the driver assisted means the L is for lazy. Yes, actually. <laughs> that is what I'm saying. You hear that, Jeep? I'm talking to you. Yeah, so, no, I've, I've, I've long since uh, not been shy about my standing on the driver assistance technology and just how I feel about it all uh, here on this show. If you uh, want to find out about <laughs> some of my rants, we'll just go yeah, back. Go and back and listen to the past, the, the very large uh, library of past episodes. You know, oh, yeah. it wasn't until tonight, it wasn't until you read this story it, mm. And it's amazing to me that I didn't think about this until you picked this story out of all the stories that were out there. You picked this one and it brought this, this knowledge to me for the first time in my life. My, my middle name for uh, initial is L and now I understand why my parents picked, uh, you know, Tony L for my name. I'm guessing it's not for long. It's for long. <laughs> it's for long. Of course you bastard. <laughs> Well, I didn't even How know you dare had you. <laughs> of course, it's for long. It could be for lazy, but I think it's long. I want to go with that. But you know, whatever you want to go with. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, they say that long wheelbases are a little bit more friendly off road. Uh, I don't know if sure. this is going to fall into that category. I, right. I've certainly seen Grand Cherokees of the ZJ and WJ variety uh, be very highly modified into some very capable and impressive overlanding and off road rigs. Uh, however, I think that this uh, iteration of the Grand Cherokee is many, many years away from that, if ever, uh, honestly. So, uh, but it's it's curious to see that they did incorporate some off-roading features, very specifically off-roading features like uh, the hill descent and, uh, and and low range, exceptionally low range in the eight-speed automatic transmission anyways, uh, in, into this model. Uh, I think maybe they had some foresight that the aftermarket is going to, what, maybe have a long arm kit for this in 10 years down the road? I, I don't know. Uh, but it's certainly going to be interesting to see what the aftermarket does do with the new generation of Grand Cherokee. You know, um, uh, you remember Dan over at the 4x4 uh, podcast, oh, sure. part of the 4x4 yeah. Radio Network. Uh, you know, he actually... I met him in person once, actually. Oh, did you? That's right. That's right, because he was yeah. passing through the area. Uh, That's right. So uh, he actually installed a uh, another row of seating in his XJ, his 99 XJ. Really? He did. Uh, he said Gosh. he didn't know if it was legal or not, but he he did. So probably not. He can put I'm the guessing. he can put the entire family in his XJ, uh, which is really cool. But for a lot of people, you can't put you can't buy a Jeep if you've got a large family of five or six or more. So that's the kind of the cool thing about this. If you if you really love Jeeps and you want to stay in the Jeep family uh, and put your family in a Jeep, 
this is going to be one of the things that you can do with this one because it has the three rows of uh, seating. Now, you better, yep. put, better put the short ones uh, in the back that yeah, don't have any I legs. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, now that third row leaves a little be, a little something to be desired. Uh, you're not going to be putting anybody maybe over the age of eight right. back there, I, I would say. Uh, you're not going to be putting anybody back there that is over four foot ten no, i think no. um there is virtually no leg room it's, back it's right on the axle so it's it's it, even it really is higher. directly over which, the axle which actually is good for the smaller children it, it, it lets them see over the heads of uh, perhaps the the older children and uh, smack them if yeah, as necessary see down the trail a little bit uh, they're not completely blinded by the uh, yeah the heads well they of the can see park. the the parking lot of the off-road park if you're towing a <laughs> actual off-road vehicle yeah there you go <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the the middle row, if you will, has a pair of captain's chairs that I think are almost as well-equipped as the front two it seats, uh, which is something new for the Grand Cherokee. Uh, they did. There are some complaints from uh, from some of the uh, the initial spec, uh, people who were reviewing this, uh, saying that may, this could have been turned into a six person uh, vehicle had they incorporated a bench seat into that middle row, uh, more kind of you know standard to uh, what you would expect from a Grand Cherokee. Uh, but that would, of course, uh, limit how people would get in and out uh, to that third row if if you had a bench seat there. Obviously, the um, uh, the 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 middle row seats uh, would fold or tilt forward, allowing you access to that to that rear uh, third row in, in this case at least. But yeah, not a, not a lot of room at least. Uh, certainly not for the the rear passenger and uh, and then rear cargo. Uh, now with the rear seats folding uh, forward, uh, the rearmost for uh, rear seats folding forward, uh, I think you get a lot more cargo that way, uh, and it becomes a little bit more of a standard like SUV. Yep. Well, you know, I'm all for Jeeps, and this is uh, a lot more Jeepy than uh, some of the other ones that they've come out with. Uh, so, uh, at, le- at least more u- useful, a more useful Jeep than some of the other ones they've come out with. Well, they call him Mr. Vanderquack. There's been a lot of Jeep things over the years, and some of them even I don't understand. But this current Jeep thing is something that anybody can understand, and I think it will change the lives of many children fighting for their lives in the hospital. Currently in circulation via Facebook is a group titled Mr. Vanderquack's Movin' for St. Jude, a Jeep convoy through all 50 states. Barbara Wilson, local community member and one part of Mr. Vanderquack's transportation team, says the mission began when a husband and wife decided to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. They bought a giant stuffed duck and equipped it with a GPS tracking unit. On September 3, 2021, he began his journey to all 50 states. Lisa Unverzacht, an uh, organizer of the project, said that she has always participated in various Jeep, Jeep events for St. Jude. She also has highly participated in the ducking of other Jeeps as a form of compliment. One thing led to another, and Mr. Vanderquack was born. She made one post in a Facebook group about the large, overstuffed duck idea and asked if anybody would be interested in helping relay him across the United States. From that one single post... They are now well on their way to visiting over 650 cities in all 50 states, plus at least one trip into Canada, if not more. You could say the whole event has gone, well, more than a little bit viral. From that one post, they are now over 2,000 Jeepers working together to coordinate, transport, and convey, convoy rather Mr. Vanderquack all to raise money for St. Jude. Mr. Vanderquack began his journey on September 3rd in St. Louis, Missouri, and will end it all in Illinois. With a GPS tracking system in place, everybody, including you listening to this right now, will be able to see where Mr. Vanderquack is in real time. 
and at the time of this recording, Mr. Vanderquack was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Now, I could go through the list of and the order of all 50 states and, and, and then some, as, as some states are visited twice, like Washington, as Mr. Vanderquack goes international and crosses into Canada from Washington and then comes back through Washington again to reach Oregon and so on and so forth. Uh, according to uh, Unversact, the it is very difficult to determine a timeline for the event, but she hopes that Mr. Vanderquack will make it to his destination in four to six months. With the uh, participation of so many Jeepers across so many states, taking into consideration each of their own work and life balances, well, then you add in coordinating meet-up and drop-off points and times, well, as you can imagine, there is no way to lock down one specific date, let alone a window smaller than a few weeks at best. Now, with that being said, the organizers and liaisons are all encouraging the Jeep owners to continue to move Mr. Vanderquack with minimal downtime. As with most Jeepers, this duck comes with baggage. <laughs> this duckie's luggage uh, that goes with him everywhere, I might add, is a GPS charger and a travel passport. The custom-made, trans- uh, custom-made passport rather, offers, uh, affords everyone the ability to record the city and Jeep name who participates in moving him. When Mr. Vanderquack is in someone's possession, they are also able to add a small sticker to his luggage, which depicts his travels. So, who in this network of Jeepers? Uh, so, who in this neck is this network of Jeepers? Rather, well, it's not really entirely yet known, and in fact, it could be you listening. People are chosen from each state to take Mr. Vanderquack to the next person by the previous person who has him. While each Jeeper has possession of him, they take pictures and will post them to Facebook. One Jeeper in the mix of this epic journey is formerly the is the formerly mentioned Barbara Wilson. She is from the town of Central High in southwest Oklahoma. She's been chosen to carry the giant duck from there in Central High to Purnell to drop the duck off to the next person. When he is back home after his long journey across the continent, he will be auctioned off and all the money will go to St. Jude, according to Unversacked. The fundraiser would financially help out with care and treatment of children and their families' needs while they're in the hospital. It also generates a fun and childlike way to ask for donations. Unverac said it's a win-win for both St. Jude families and those helping to make it happen. If you would like to uh, track Mr. Vanderquack in real time, visit the official Mr. Vanderquack website, which we will have a link to in the show notes for this episode on our website at jeeptalkshow.com. Now, there's one thing that I know that you know about me, and, and I think to a large degree you're the same uh, as I am, except you know when I'm buying Jeep parts. I'm basically pretty cheap. And I'm, I'm thinking about this as you're reading this, is this might be a way of getting you to uh, other Jeep Talk Show events. We just uh, enlist the help of Jeepers, and they would uh, pass you off between Jeepers to get you to your destination. <laughs> we'll just put we, a GPS collar around my neck. Yeah, you know? we, would, uh, we would just need to come up with a colorful, a colorful name, you know, like this Vanderquack thing. I was thinking like uh, Goose Goose Josh. Uh, and then that would be that would actually lead people into the, the the possible thinking that they might get a little something for you know their trouble getting you from you know, one place you, to another. You gotta, you gotta put me up, <laughs> give me a place to sleep and pee, and a corner of your yard to poop in, and uh, uh, you know you I'll have this collar around my neck. I'll have a little lunchbox with me that you'll have to fill up, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to you know keep me alive, keep me charged, if you will, uh, and, until I meet up with the next jeeper. It'll be up to you to decide which jeeper I'm going to be uh, handed off to, and I will. Eventually make my way from one corner of the u.s to the other this is an awesome idea tony what could possibly go wrong 
<laughs> you know, I was just thinking after ten years of of us doing these these shows together and me coming up with some of the most off the wall bullshit ever happening. This has got to be the best one yet, though. Really, <laughs> but the thing really is, though. is that I'm you, actually on on board with it, hundred <laughs> percent. The look on <laughs> the look on your face, you go backwards in the chair, and then immediately you're on board and you're you're dovetailing into the story. You had no, no idea no, where I was all going. Of, all of about two and a half seconds to process the idea and 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 fully encapsulate the logistics behind it. Yes, this, <laughs> no, this is the magic of the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's not planned. None of it's planned. None of it's planned. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh God! You think we we we're professionals over here doing? Oh, it? No, that guys. Be, that would be hilarious. Could you imagine what we could do with some good writers? <laughs> <laughs> Probably poorly act is what we would do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, an interesting story, and it's it's amazing the the level of uh things the the not the intelligence the imagination that people come up with uh for something like this it's 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 well, really pretty cool it's probably a it's probably something similar to so, something somebody else has done in the past that i'm not aware of but it but it's it's pretty it's pretty wild it's a great little idea and it helps charity out well and pardon the narcissism but i i fully uh decided to rip this off and figured that we could do the same exact thing with a giant stuffed rat Oh yeah, absolutely. It would probably work out really well that the way. The exact same thing with a giant stuffed rat. And uh, uh, since this this uh, you know uh, Mr. Vanderduck or Vanderquack rather uh, is going to be coming through Oregon, I'm I'm, I'm just going to try and, and track down the person in Oregon who's he's going to be handed off to, and just hand them a giant rat. I was going to say time. set up an ambush and swap <laughs> yeah. out the duck for a rat. <laughs> You know, if, oh, if we had great. enough money, Deadpool, you remember Deadpool, uh, oh, yeah. Gambino, has, has told me that he'll wear a, a, a rat costume instead of his Deadpool. Maybe he would wear it on top of his Deadpool uh, costume and, and go to events for us. I'm thinking that if we actually had the money to pay him, we could actually make that uh, dead rat being passed off around instead of you, uh, Goose Goose Josh. It would be a <laughs> Deadpool dead rat. And he, he could just drive around with people. <laughs> Throughout the country. <laughs> I love this. This, this is going to happen. <laughs> well, over the years, a Jeep talk show staple has been the occasional dumb criminal story. Oh, uh, where we feature yes. a particularly stupid criminal whose crime involved a Jeep in some way, fashion, or form. Now, as we have made some particular changes to the show since episode 500, one such change was to add in these dumb criminal stories a little bit more often as we go down the road. And this week, we are not disappointed. A parking enforcement vehicle was stolen from the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin over the weekend and crashed into a Muskego squad car not once, but twice, and damaged another vehicle during a chase that also involved the new Ber Berlin Police Department as well. The chase ended at Moreland and Janesville Roads in Muskego, where a male was arrested shortly after 7 p.m. Saturday, a little more than 15 minutes after the pursuit began. According to authorities, the vehicle, described as a right-hand drive Jeep, Wrang uh, Jeep Wrangler used by parking enforcement officers in Milwaukee, was taken earlier on Saturday as the officer stepped out of the vehicle to check on a violation. Sometime before 6.45 p.m., a New Berlin police officer spotted the vehicle on Moreland Road near the city's main commercial district off of National Avenue, where the chase began. After a short pursuit, the vehicle crossed the city limits into Muskego on Moreland near, near College Avenue, where police had set out some stop sticks, devices that are designated to flatten the tires of a fleeing vehicle. But the vehicle's tires remained intact, 
and the person drove out of sight briefly until the vehicle was spotted again by police and this time was stopped in the parking lot of the Jets Convenience Center in Moreland, off of Moreland, rather, and Janesville Roads. Confronted by police there, the driver, completely intent on getting away, crashed into the squad car, damaging the poor Jeep, but it was still running and still driving, so the thief took off again, squeezed the Jeep between another car and the curb in a right-hand turn lane at the intersection, sideswiping that vehicle, and then again crashed into the same squad car for the second time. Now completely wrecked and fully disabled, the Jeep has finally stopped, enabling police to arrest the driver. He, however, did not go quietly into that good night, and police had to use a taser to subdue the driver. Oh, yeah. Now, at the, <laughs> at the time of the re this recording, the identity and any other details surrounding the arrest have not been released. But boy, what a ride. Don't tase me low. I remember that. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, so uh, I don't know why people, you know, uh, my wife has been watching one of those uh, Life After Lockup. It's a it's kind of one of those reality show type things, and, mm -hmm. and I'll go I'll go sit a little bit and uh, just to, to be in the in the room with her and kind of watch these shows along with it. I would never admit to actually wanting to see these things, and I'm just really surprised at the the criminal element. And these people get out of prison. Uh, they've uh, they've basically uh, trying to build money out of uh, normal everyday people, and they do, and then they wind up going back into prison. I just don't understand the, the the criminal element. I don't understand why why would anybody steal a police vehicle? I mean, get something else. Uh, a Segway even would be better than a police vehicle. I mean, technically, this wasn't a police vehicle. It was just oh, owned yeah. by the municipality, and it's, it's parking enforcement, and so they're kind of like a cop wannabe yeah uh, but still nonetheless they do have authority and and uh I, but i'm assuming so a right-hand drive jeep so the guy probably pulls up curbside right there's a car parked there illegally or something like that maybe the meter's off so he gets out to inspect the meter to make sure that okay there's not uh, two minutes left this guy is actually you know in violation and somebody jumps, you know, uh, you know, from across the street or something, and probably jumps into the driver's side of the vehicle, thinking that there's going to be a steering wheel there. There's not. It's a right-hand <laughs> drive Jeep, and so I'm wondering if they then had to jump over over the center console and hop into the other side. I, I'm 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 kind of curious to see if that's how this went down. I don't know. I'm assuming my overactive imagination is filling in the blanks, and that's just where I'm going with this. Uh, and so there there had to have been a point in time where the person got into the vehicle, realized they were on the wrong side of this vehicle, even though they were on the right side of the vehicle, but the left side of the vehicle, realized they have to get over to the right side of the vehicle, and how they're going to do that, all while probably at the same time, the person who w was driving the vehicle is realizing that the vehicle is about to be stolen, and the person is then jumping over the center console and driving away. And I, I don't know. I would have loved to have seen some uh, in-vehicle dash cam footage of all this going down or something like that. I, I think that would be entertaining. Yeah, you know, you would think they would have uh, vehicle tracking on these things, which would be my main concern about stealing any government vehicle. Uh, now, th somebody in the government may not be able to read the data or get to the data, uh, <laughs> but still yeah. having the tracking device on it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it just, and also, too, is this a shame hearing about a uh, another Jeep getting damaged? I mean, if it's out having fun and getting damaged, that's one thing, but being uh, stolen for... Uh, for whatever reason, ah man, and then you know, running into a, a into another civilian, and then into a cop car twice at least. Jeez, uh, man, yeah, this, this is guy's the most fun this Jeep has ever had. I mean, look at Probably. it that way. Oh, you're right, you're right. You know, right hand Jeep parking enforcement. This Jeep just had the time of its life. <laughs>
Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know what you have to say, and you can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com and forward slash contact to find out how to reach out. And coming up a little bit later in the show, we've got an interview with FM Jeeping. You don't want to miss this. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Well, you certainly are, you lucky Jeeper, you. And we've got something for everybody at the 4x4radionetwork.com website. The On the Trail podcast is there. Trail Chasers is there. The Center Steer podcast. The 4x4 podcast is there. We are there as well. Lots of great off-road shows, and it's all for free. It's all in one spot. All you got to do is type in the number 4, X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. All one word. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, a quick and cheap, easy DIY solution to quiet down those noisy D-rings. See, this is why, what happens when you drive around with your windows down, Josh. Mm-hmm. If they're yep. up, you, you may feel it, but you won't hear it. <laughs> why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out and and then in the end it'll be jeep talk show my ear holes you know just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button it'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show then why shouldn't you why shouldn't you give back just a little bit Call in all rat bastards and uh, of course if you are, are a uh, if you're listening to this uh, this jeep talk show thing that we do here uh, and you're not a paid subscriber well you sir or madam are a rat bastard. Yes, we're calling you names. Do we think this is a good idea, a good sales technique? Well, not really, but it, but it, you guys <laughs> seem to like it. So, <laughs> so yes. No, the uh, uh, the uh, the what do they call that? The impact group, uh, the study groups uh, that we ran this past. Uh, yeah, highly insulted, very triggered. <laughs> the, uh, but we went with it anyways. The, the, the impact group hung up on us. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, if you don't want to be a rat bastard, uh, we may still call you that anyway. And of course, you can always call yourself a rat bastard, no matter what, if you pay or not. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, find out the various ways that uh, there's the various packages there that you can uh, that you can pick. And you can uh, uh, no longer be a rat bastard if you choose not to be. Of course, the show is always going to be free and you'll always be able to listen to it uh, until it's not. And then I will deny I said this. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I got a comment to say about the Jeep Liberty fleeing from police in uh, Seven Hills, Ohio, which is my home state. Which you know, you know, antics like that's going to happen out of there, the land of Nikki G. But it all started <laughs> when the officer noticed that uh, the Liberty had only one brake light. Yeah, that's what caught him as odd is that it had any brake lights at all. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I was riding my donkey in the town when a bunch of kids started throwing rocks at me and knocked me down. Yeah, you guessed it. I was stoned off my ass. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. And you have a good one. Bye. You, you know it's a complex joke when you need a diagram. That's uh, <laughs> when you have to draw it out for people. Oh, there we got some. That's some good stuff. You can, uh, you know, you know, you can catch Nikki G uh, at uh, the Ten Minute uh, Podcast. It is a a podcast for listeners for Jeepers with a short attention span. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Adam Jones calling you once again. Um, oh, no. Just got off the phone with Dio Dynamics, an LED um, lighting company um, based in Missouri, 
And they had informed me about a year and a half ago that legislation had changed that doing an LED conversion on a vehicle is now illegal. Uh, curious your thoughts on this and if, uh, yeah, kind of basically what you, what you think about this. Um, appreciate it and look forward to hearing you the show. Thanks. I think Adam said illegal, and if it's illegal, they can suck my ass. Right. That's, uh, I have not heard that before, and I'm wondering if that's only in states that require state patrol inspection. Uh, I, I don't know for certain. Uh, certainly nothing like that has come up here in Oregon, uh, and I'm assuming with the amount of lumens that is on the front of any of Tony's Jeeps that it hasn't reached Texas either. Uh, and, and so, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not entirely surprised. No, though. no, no, of course uh, not. All it's going to take is is a couple of snowflakes uh, to be to be butthurt over how br- uh, blinded they were with the LED light headlights behind them, uh, with the vehicle behind them. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, they wrote a strongly worded letter to somebody and here we are. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not entirely surprised. I don't think this is going to get very much traction, though, uh, because even OEM equipment now is starting to move over towards LED technology. And uh, so, you know, converting that, you know, from from a, a, an incandescent uh, bulb to an LED is only sort of modernizing the vehicle, which I can't see how that could be illegal in any way. Um, so, and, and how they could... Um, uh, really apply this evenly to all exterior oh, they, they LED lighting. have to look it up. Well, what did this vehicle yeah, and, come from the factory with? I mean, right. And how are they going to enforce this? And and how much is that really going to be done and stuff? And so, like I said, this is likely only going to be something that would show up in states that do have vehicle inspections. Uh, but even then, I, I really don't see it getting a whole lot of traction. And uh, somebody's going to fight this if it if it even is a law. Uh, I could I personally now I have a tendency to tinker with things maybe more than the average person. But you don't say. But if it was if it was me, I would have a dual setup. <laughs> so I could run incandescent, uh, whatever the, the 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 police officer wanted to look at it, and then I would press a button on my phone to go back to the LED. Frankly, and the, the only place there I could go. think that this would happen, or, or predominantly, would be California, because I know California was trying to pass things that you can't make any changes to the vehicle. It can only be the vehicle that you purchased, which. Oh my God! Vehicle modification—the mecca of that, uh, or one of the meccas—was California. Billions of dollars per year oh, industry, yes. uh, just here in the United States, let alone globally. And yeah, you you look at—I mean, you go down the list of 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 uh, you know aftermarket uh, vehicle manufacturers uh, for anything. Rather, split the list down the middle, and I guarantee you, half of them are going to be in California. So yeah, California does absolutely not know what the hell they are doing. So, well, there, it's it's a level of control that you're they're trying to exert. I mean, it's it is the the mm-hmm. the, the state mm-hmm. of Karen. We need to change the the name oh, of California oh, oh, oh. to Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Karens, but no, it. somebody we got to get a list. Uh, uh, one of those things. I think there's a website where if you get enough people to sign up for something, they'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. A uh, where you, like like the recall they're trying to do for uh, the, uh, the the California governor. So basically. They, I mean, I do. I don't see. I, I can see it going. You know, you can't have. Uh, you can't have handguns. You can't have rifles. You can't have ammunition. 
uh, pretty soon uh, you won't be able to have knives because you know you can poke people with them. And then you won't be able to work out at the gym because uh, heavily muscled men are uh, it's easier easy for them to kill other people. And then you got to wear all the same thing all the time. Uh, then you can't modify your vehicle uh, from what comes from the factory. It's all this level of control. It, you know, it's actually like HOA. California is turning oh, into home, a homeowners association. <laughs> Uh, but but in all aspects of your life, and I can't remember the movie, but there was a a, a part of the movie where this uh, uh, really legitimately crazy uh, newscaster was uh, harping on loss of freedoms and stuff. And and at one point he stands up, and I bet you remember this, Josh, where he says, "I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore." And I think we're coming to that. This is a, a like a mid seventies uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had Faye Dunaway, and I forget the actor's name uh, that was uh, the, the newscaster. But it started the movement inside of America where people weren't going to put up with this crap anymore. And uh, you know, I don't know if you guys realize it or not. The politicians are not in control. It's the people. We outnumber them. <laughs> so all we have to do is say we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore. Here, here. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Well, and speaking of modifying your vehicles, you know, one of the things a lot of people do is uh, put on some aftermarket bumpers, and oh man, that's that's some good modification right there. And uh, one of the things you'll find on virtually any Jeep aftermarket bumper is going to be a pair of D-ring shackles. And uh, and you're going to find out here a little bit later in the show why I'm picking these D-ring shackles to uh, to be the uh, item for this week of, for, for your Jeep. Uh, and it's really because these are an industry standard uh, recovery option. Uh, recovery tool, really. Uh, and I chose the three-quarter inch D-ring shackle from Smitty Built. Uh, really, like I said, industry standard. Has over a four and a half ton pull rating. Uh, they're powder coated. Uh, at least these are gloss black finish. Comes also uh, in a zinc plated as well as a gloss red as well. Uh, very long lasting, rugged look. Uh, anti-rust coating, lab tested and certified. Very dependable, very heavy duty performance. Uh, and, and like I said, the industry standard as far as recovery items go, uh, I, I'd say, you know, half the vehicles on the trail are going to have a Smitty built D-ring on them, uh, if they have one at all. Uh, and, uh, and really, uh, very, very cheap, a $14.99 free returns, likely less than what you could find them at the four wheel drive shop in your, in your town. Uh, so by all means, uh, go check these out. You know, it's really funny when I was, uh, getting the, uh, the stubby bumper for the front from, uh, Motobilt. And then, uh, of course, the uh, the full size bumper for the rear uh, uh, of the Gladiator. I wanted mm-hmm. some D rings to go with it. I, I, I've got D rings, and I've actually uh, painted uh, the D rings that I had on the the XJ red. But I thought it would be, oh, okay. I thought it would be better to actually buy some red D rings, and maybe the paint would stay on them better. Uh, so I went to the to the Amazon. You guys may have heard of it, and uh, ordered. Uh, I, I looked around, and of course, they had some of these D rings that had. Uh, isolators on them. They had isolators on the pin uh, so that you could, uh, you know, I, I guess so it would keep them from making noise. And I said, I don't need any of that crap. I just want red D-rings, a, a certain size. And uh, I ordered them. And you know, they sh- they showed up with isolators. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a D anyways. No, so I, I put them on. It looks nice, but I didn't see any reason. I mean, I never hear them make any noise. So, you know, I didn't, I just wanted something that was uh, very functional, but also to look good, because uh, I, I like form and functionality in, in my Jeeps. 
and yes. uh, so you know, and it's the the isolators are black, so I've, that's the the color theme of the of the G the JT, just like it is the XJ. So yeah, um, no, it all ties in real well. Yeah, I like them. I I, I think, and that's the other thing. I was happy to get rid of the the tow hooks off of uh, the the JT. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. much rather have D rings hanging off there. It's that that closed winching part of the closed winching right. system. Closed loop winching system. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, now that you must have more D-rings, or at least a set to add to your collection or to start off your collection, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 512. You know, I was thinking if we ever do get to an off-road event, a Jeep Talk Show off-road event where Tammy and Wendy and you and I can all be there, we need to set up a secret bounty, uh, like a $50 gift certificate for every D-ring you can steal off of uh, Tammy's rig. <laughs> just watch her cry and bitch about be a bunch of ninjas in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> how about oh, my d-rings me. are just <laughs> and we, we can just give her our time did you check how tight they were before you went on the trail <laughs> <laughs> it'd be worth a hundred bucks to, to give out these cards and then take the d-rings and then i could uh, sell them back to tammy hey we found your oh we could plant them on the trail for the next day <laughs> hey tammy look here it is <laughs> look, it did fall off <laughs> <laughs> oh and speaking of speaking of tammy i don't know if you saw in the google hangouts uh, chat earlier we have a google hangouts that the the hosts get in and uh tammy said that uh, they may be getting actual uh landline internet uh which i believe means the like a hard hard wired connection right. to the internet not, not a not a wireless connection that right. uh, 30 other people share on <laughs> yeah but an actual so one and, and she didn't say but i i suspect that that might mean that tammy may rejoin the show that would be cool yeah i mean she's here with recorded things every week of course uh oh she's here in spirit right of course and uh, uh, but yeah it's been been a while since a she's long been while i bet you it's been over a year recording. yeah yeah so uh it, it may mean that we're gonna have tammy back here uh on the on these uh these uh, episodes very soon don't quote me she did not say that but i'm suspecting that's the the, the direction she's going you got tech questions ah what do i ever have answers oh that's good I just, I, it's tech talk with jeep talk yeah you know i don't know if it was kismet or or what tony but you're you know you were talking about d-ring isolators earlier and and it's actually the the topic uh for for uh, tech talk this week uh oh, cool. and i was going to be talking about d-ring isolators uh but a more cheaper solution a more diy type of solution to loud d-rings now, if you've spent uh, much time out on the trail, you've undoubtedly heard vehicles who have steel bumpers with recovery points, typically consisting of a D-ring shackle. These in- invariably will swing back and forth and clang against a steel bumper, making it ring out like the Liberty Bell all day long up and down the trail. Now, there's no getting around the typical clangs, clunks, and other noises typically found on the trail or in the rocks from any given off-road rig. But I'm pretty sure we haven't reached the stage of stealth wheeling yet, but, but still. There's no reason to be that guy when out with your Jeep out on the trail. So if you have loud D-rings, then, well, there's several options out there to shut them up. The first is going to be choosing any one of the 10,000 options out there for the -the off-the-shelf D-ring isolators that you can find on virtually every Jeep website. Now, these are typically a plastic type of material that is molded to snap onto the lower portion of the D-ring itself, isolating it uh, from coming into the metal-on-metal contact of the bumper face. 
Now, these come in all sorts of colors to match whatever theme you might have going on, and some are even molded with interesting patterns to set them apart from other competitors. The first generation of these was no more than a couple little plastic U's that you snapped on. Now, there's colors and different materials, and some are now even coming with washers to further help the isolation, and that's where we find the inspiration behind our DIY solution that I myself have been rocking for years. Now, I shopped for the isolators just like you and decided that I can better spend that money elsewhere. Yes, I know they're pretty dang cheap, especially nowadays, but over 10 years ago, they were a little bit more expensive, and well, I'm a cheap bastard. And I needed something else that, well, and it had to cost next to nothing. So I found myself in the hardware store, one of my favorite places to spend some time actually, and I always end up finding some solutions for this or that when I'm there, and I ended up selecting some large diameter industrial grade washers used for large pipe fittings. Now these are about an inch and a half to two inches in outer diameter range in thickness, but the inner diameter only has to be large enough to fit over the threaded stud of the D-rings themselves. Now, the ones I have are way larger than they need to be, but it was the price that I liked, and for the sake of my co-host and anybody else watching, I'm going to hold up versions of the washers that I have and am actually using. These are actually versions of the ones that are on my Jeep currently as we speak uh, for anybody who's interested in looking at the video, which you will likely never see. Now, um, you know, the ones that I have, uh, I've been running for years. They work pretty good, um, and uh, yours may be different, the ones that you find or the ones that you choose. Uh, the ones that I have are way larger than they need to be, but it was the, at the price that I liked. For less than a quarter a piece, I had some washers that I could use to take up the slack of the shackle on its mount. Now, typically there is a metal stud that protrudes from the bumper, or a plate at least, that is mounted to the bumper, and this stud has a hole through it that the D-ring is then mounted through. There is usually space left over between the inner edges uh, of the D-ring and the outer edges of the stud. These are the spaces that will get filled with the washers that I'm talking about. My bumper design and the D-rings that I have ended up only needing one washer per side. It was still a tight fit, but I was able to get everything in there. Now comes the part that many may argue about. I torqued the living snot out of the shackle at this point. The clamping force of that large threaded bar of the D-ring will clamp down on those washers with tremendous force. Have you ever wondered why there's a hole in that finger handle of the threaded bar? Well, that's for you to stick a screwdriver through for some extra force. Using a tool, you get a couple extra more turns out of the shackle stud and, well, you're going to be, uh, you know, for sure that thing's going to be tight at that point and never coming off the bumper. You're going to want it tight enough to where the D-ring no longer moves freely, but it can still rotate if it's forced to. It may take some back and forth, but you'll find the sweet spot, and, well, for less than $5, you now have quiet D-rings both front and rear, and you didn't even have to put any colored plastic on to do it. Other solutions that don't work as well or, you know, will last as long would be 550 cord, wrapping the shackle with it. Uh, this, of course, may prove to uh, get in the way if you were ever to be forced to use that D-ring in a recovery situation, but I'll leave that up to you. Another solution would be tool, uh, tool handle plastic dip, or plasti dip, or rubber dip. It's an air-dried coating that is used to refinish the handles of old tools. It creates a rubberized coating that is bonded to the metal. It may be possible to find a way to get a D-ring dipped multiple times in this stuff to create a very thick, sound-isolating coating. But this would, of course, likely be torn off in the course of a serious recovery but the first time you have to hook something up to it, but it may look cool until then, at least and at least be relatively easy and inexpensive to reapply if it came down to it. 
Well, let me know if you have any different solutions than these for DIY D-ring isolators. Until then, hope this helps and stay tuned to the next Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. So I don't know. I think I mentioned it on the in a prior show. I was uh, when I went out there to uh, Hidden Valley with um, uh, Deadpool Gambino uh, and uh, uh, Don S uh, for like an impromptu uh, trip out there. Uh, oh yeah, I tried to use the uh, the winch. Uh, and the, the, with the the uh, sidewinder uh, from uh, Warren is, is what I have on there instead of like a hook or something, and right. I couldn't get the pin uh, uh, loose. It has a hole in it, you know, like the D rings. And I had it in oh. there. I tightened it up with a with a screwdriver or a pair of pliers. I don't recall. And uh, I got out there to use the winch. Unfortunately, uh, huh? it was just I just wanted to use the winch. We we had plenty of winches, so uh, <laughs> we I was still able to get Gambino out of there, but. Uh, up over the ledge that he was trying to get up, but uh, I didn't have I didn't have any tools. It's a brand new vehicle, and I didn't think about tools. So I ordered a set of uh, screwdrivers and a set of pliers, just one pair of pliers to put in mm-hmm. the bag for the uh, the tow rope, the tree saver, and the uh, the various other go. things that I have. And I just yeah. pulled it out of the XJ. And uh, so the the thing you keep in mind is it's a good idea to tighten these things up so they don't rattle loose and drop off, and then you don't have them and you won't need them. Uh, but make sure that you got something that you can break them loose because uh, right. I mean I wasn't I didn't crank it down, but I I, I I added enough pressure to it where I couldn't get it with my fingers. I needed you know pliers, a couple of heavy duty sticks or chopsticks or something, anything that would have <laughs> got got that thing broken loose. So uh, make sure you you take something with you just to. Anything, anything that you can put through there to give you a little extra leverage, a little torquing or detorquing as it may be. There you go. Well, if you have anything to add, maybe you have a question or a topic for Tech Talk that you'd like for us to cover, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, guys. Everybody. I just want to call and say hi. My name is Rick. I live in hi. Florida. I've been <laughs> listening to the show for months now, several months. And um, I, I am a rat bastard right now, but I'm going to probably be changing that soon. Love the show. Literally can't say enough about how good the show is. And I, oh, I got to tell you, Tony, I'm really interested in um, seeing how that JT does for you. I've got a, a 2020 JT, and I've, I've had a couple of Wranglers in the past, the JK. And um, I just uh, wanted to share one thing. I, I recently tried, you know, I've done some similar modifications to mine as you're doing, but I do have tires, and I know you hopefully have them now. But anyway, the um, off-road or four-wheel low cruise control, I just really kind of got practiced at that a few times. What an awesome thing. Um, makes me look like I know what I'm doing. I just put it on cruise, and it just basically crawls over whatever we're going over. I, it's done extremely well. I don't want to ramble on, but I'll be getting back in touch with you guys. I'd love to try and get uh, to know y'all a little bit more and uh, hopefully we'll make some events down here at a time. Uh, I know it's a little far out there. Do you have relatives in Texas? It's not impossible. I'd love to go to uh, Hidden Falls sometimes. So anyway, that being said, look into that uh, off-road cruise control. That is an awesome thing. And uh, I do have an Overland. Uh, I think if I'd have gone back, could do it again. I'd probably get a Ruby with, you know, maybe a little basic package. But, boy, it is nice inside, comfortable, and uh, it's great on the road and off. All right, guys, thanks so much for all you do. Uh, we'll be listening against Rick from Central Party. I'll take care. God bless. What a great, great voice, call. Bill Rick, and 
Yeah, and thanks for calling in. Uh, really kind words and all that. And Rick, we do have a Texas event coming up here in about a week. So, uh, you know, if you can make it, uh, we encourage you to uh, to come on out. I'd be happy to uh, shake hands and give you a Jeep wave and you know, all that good stuff. So, uh, but thanks again, Rick, and uh, stay tuned to future events. We'll see if we can't uh, hook up one of these days in the near future. Yeah, you know, I need to I need to play around with that uh, what he was calling the off road uh, the the cruise control off road. I, I, and in brain farting, he said that. Now I can't think of what it's called. Um, I, it has a, has a specific term or or name that yeah. The, there's the Jeep a there's a button picked. on the dash. I I talked about it where I, you press the button and then uh, you use the uh, the shifter to pick what speed you want to be traveling at, like one point eight miles per hour or. Uh, you can bump it, it up. It goes in. It goes in tenths of miles an hour. Oh uh, well, it's like one point eight, two point three, three point something oh, okay. or another. And Jumps in like five tenths or seven tenths. And uh, it increments. uses the brakes and the uh, an acceleration to maintain that uh, that speed. So you could literally uh, over you're going over a rock surface or something like that. It will just crawl uh, in four low over these obstacles and maintain that speed. Uh, and, all you, and then all you do is just uh, steer and uh, look for drop-offs, which I wasn't doing because I was playing with that control. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, back in the day, cruise control, you know, you had to be like in fifth gear or over yeah. 45 miles per hour before it would even think about engaging. Uh, and, and so now that now that you can actually set cruise control at 1.8 miles per hour, <laughs> this is, uh, no, that's... It, it's both cute, impressive, and uh, and kind of funny all at the same time. Well, it's part of that lo- that laziness that you were talking about uh, in the, the last episode, <laughs> right? Because I can, I can hold a little bit of throttle and drag my brake if I want to at the same time and create the exact same effect on my ninety nine XJ. So I, I don't know. Is I, I guess it's if it works for you, all the more power to you. You know, as soon as we get done recording this uh, this episode, I'm gonna remember what it's called. But people are screaming at us now, saying saying what it is. But there's a there's a specific a midnight. <laughs> yeah, there's a specific button on the dash that you press when it's in four low, and it will. And then you start picking. You put the the shifter into manual, and then you start picking uh, one through eight. Uh, and, and it doesn't really. It's not. It's not for gears at that point. It's picking what speed you want, which is a little confusing. Uh, because different gears give different speeds, but in this case, right. it, you're actually picking at what uh, what speed you want to crawl at, and uh, and you can change it on the fly. You don't have to unpress the button, so you can change speeds as you're going. But I got really far behind because I was messing with it, uh, and uh, there's where'd everybody go? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking down, and all of a sudden the 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 passenger front tire drops three feet, and I go, hey, I go, now I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> But I know what you're talking about, Rick, and it is cool. It's it's a neat feature. I just got to learn how to use it. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Hi, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with Mark. Uh, you may know him as FM Jeeping. Mark has been wheeling and working on Jeeps for six years. He has run FM Jeeping YouTube channel for the past three years, where he does how-tos, fabrication, wheeling, and more. In Mark's spare time, he's playing with his kids or wrenching on the Jeep. His favorite Jeep color is anything not rusted unless it's a sweet patina. I'll just point out that, you know, rust is kind of a red color. 
You can find out more about Mark at youtube.com slash fmjeeping or Instagram at fmjeeper. So those, there's the fmjeeper that I'll, I've always known you as. I mean, of course, I know you as Mark as well because we've known each other online for, uh, for at least those six years. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. So the the Jeep that you have, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the only Jeep that you've had, is the uh, the Cherokee. Uh, what year Cherokee is that? It's a 98. Yep, yep, same as mine. And uh, do I know you originally from xjtalk.com, from the uh, the Cherokee site, or were you ever on that site? Uh, actually, I, I went in after the fact. I think you, yeah, I wasn't originally there. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah, but because I know I've I've known known you, I've seen you. Uh, we've been friends online and various uh, social media platforms for a number of years. So I was just trying kind of trying to remember if you went all the way back because that's that's how I met Josh. Josh was uh, another Cherokee owner and uh, frequented uh, xjtalk.com. Um, all right. Well, anyway, no, no, no here or there. Now, what was the, uh, what is the color of your Jeep? I know it's, it doesn't really, I mean, it's a color, but doesn't really have a one that stands out in my mind. Yeah. My, my Jeep's kind of in a couple different colors right now. It's, uh, mainly green. It started as yeah, life yeah, off yeah. as green. <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh, I couldn't, yeah. quite, I couldn't quite place yeah. it. I was thinking of a dark gray type color, like a lot of primer, <laughs> like all the race cars back when I was a kid. <laughs> it, it's, it's got a lot of bed liner, which is black. So it's, Black and ah, green, there we much. go. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now you've been you've done a lot of stuff to that uh, to that ninety eight, haven't you? Uh, yeah. In the last year, uh, especially in the last six months, a uh, ton of upgrades. Um, you know, uh, one ton axle swap, forty inch tires, coilovers in the rear, uh, roll cage, um, four link in the rear. Uh, I mean, I could be here all day. Oh, I know. I've been. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. Now, oh, you know, I'm I'm always talking about uh, if you have a Cherokee, uh, the best place to go is uh, Ironman Four by Four Fab Four by Four dot com. Did you did you have any Andy's any of Andy's stuff on there, or is it completely uh, stuff you've made or uh, other uh, other uh, third parties? Unfortunately, I don't have anything from Andy. Um, by all means, I love his stuff. It's probably some of the best out there. Um, a lot of the stuff I've kind of made myself or uh there's a couple one or two other companies that i've used but pretty much i try to make my own stuff most of the time how much uh, how, how difficult was it going with uh the coilovers in the rear it was a pain in the butt <laughs> <laughs> that was what there, was crossing my mind when you said that <laughs> there was so much sheet metal that i had to cut um and the way i did my uh shock to- shock towers for the coilovers is i had to french into the the unibody um and that was the first time I've ever had to like really cut into a unibody to make clearance for the shock towers. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll tell you, it was hair raising after the first one, or, or on the first one. So, did uh, were you concerned? I mean, did you have to do a lot of bracing uh, in in that area? Because I think if you start notching, or you said Frenching, which I think is notching uh, the unibody, you're losing strength in the, the the structural integrity of the of the rear of the Jeep. Is is that correct? I mean, I've never done it. I'm just trying to think it through. Yeah, uh, for the most part, it's kind of hard to um, it's kind of hard to describe. But basically, yeah, I, I cut about about an inch into the unibody or so um, with a quarter inch um, shock towers from Barnes. And then uh, I braced between those two shock towers with um, some DOM tubing. 
So okay. Um, okay. side to side flex is uh, probably won't be there. It's actually probably stronger now than it was before. That's what I was thinking. I, I figured you did something like that. So, yep. uh, and I haven't seen your your Jeep online in a while. Do you have a internal or external uh, cage, or, or that that hasn't happened yet? Uh, right now, I have a hybrid hybrid cage uh, from Exofab. Uh, so it's in it's inside and outside. Oh, interesting. I uh, don't think I've seen one of those. So, um, how, how this is no no longer anywhere close to a daily driver. I'm assuming. Uh, not anymore. Is it street legal? Uh, it depends on your defi- uh, your definition of legal. Um, yes, I still drive it on the road from time to time, but it's not something I would daily. Right. Um, I think the max amount of time I'd want to drive it on the road is maybe about an hour. So uh, the uh, the the gears on, on the diffs. What uh, what gears are you running and what tire size? Uh, five thirty eights uh, gears, um, and the si- tire size is a uh, forty inch. So do you? Uh, well, I guess it really depends on the axle that you're using. But uh, were you concerned at all about the uh, the size of the pinion and you know where it meshes into the ring gear? Because I know when you start getting into the uh, the numerically higher uh, low gearing of the, the those ring and pinions, sometimes the meshing of between those two uh, surfaces isn't as big as it is in the uh, the lower numer- numerical uh, ratios. Uh, not really, because um, I went to one tons, so I got a Dana sixty in the front, uh, Sterling ten and a half in the rear, and those pinions alone are are pretty beefy. Um, I'm still running the factory uh, engine, so I'm not putting a whole heck of a lot of power down to those things. So I, I think I'm I think I'm pretty good for now. Have you done anything to the uh, the four point oh? And then please God, tell me it's not a four cylinder. <laughs> oh no, it's a four it's a four point oh. Um, I got Gibson headers, uh, an optimized throttle body. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You put a, a ninety nine uh, intake on it. Uh, actually, for, factory intake still. Oh really? Uh, I don't know that I noticed. Well, let's just put it this way: I did. Uh, I kept adding crap to the to the the Cherokee that made it heavier, and the gas mileage never changed. But also, was doing some modifications like uh, fuel injectors, and I put a ninety nine uh, intake on it, which you know has those nice arced, smoother runners. Uh, going into the the Cherokee, so I never, like I said, I never saw a mile per gallon Im, uh, improvement, but I never it did go down either as I was adding weight, so that worked out pretty good. I may have, I've been, I might have uh, been increasing the efficiency at the same time that I was weighing it down. How how did you like uh, the intake change? Because actually, I have one, and I was thinking about putting it on. Um, honestly, I didn't really notice anything. Now, I, I think I also did a uh, oh god, I can't remember the the. The size of the uh, the throttle body now, but one of the larger throttle bodies uh, I put on there, I think at the same time. So uh, the uh, they a board throttle body and uh, the intake, and uh, it uh, it performs well. I mean, if I get twelve miles per gallon, I'm I'm really excited, and I don't have near the the amount of uh, weight and differences that you've put on there on, on yours. Uh, Four fifty six years on thirty three, so mine's just a a moderate build uh but uh up until here recently i've been daily driving it uh, like up until uh, april i believe so uh there was uh, just so mu- so much i wanted to do to it well now you got more time because you're driving the gladiator right yeah i'm not planning on doing a, a lot more to the uh to the cherokee um i i, th- I think that uh, i'm just going i just want to get it out <laughs> i've been working on it for so long i just want to get it out off-road as it is uh and you never can tell there may be other things coming up 
uh, I'd really like to, to try out the uh, the long arms that I uh, that I put on there most recently. So that'll be it's one uh, of my favorite mods. Yeah, that I think that's going to be really fun. Um, so now you recently had a uh, a really um, bad time off road. I'm going to put it like put it like that, and uh, that's really the main reason uh, why we're we're having you on here tonight is to uh, help others kind of learn from uh, what. Uh, uh, what happened to you and the, the decisions that, that you made that led up to that. So uh, let's start off with uh, uh, you were wheeling. Where were you? Where you wheeling at? I think you. This is right after you had done some some trussing to the axles or some modification that you had done recently. You had it out off road and and enjoying your work. Yeah, pretty much. I was still dialing in all the work I did over the winter time and uh, like the axle swap uh, and everything, the bigger tires, gearing and everything. So. It was one of my first real kind of excursions uh, to a place called Ma Bell up in Massachusetts. Um, you know, it's got some it's got some pretty good uh, rock climbing obstacles and things like that. Uh, so yeah, we we went up there, made uh, arrangements to meet up with a couple people, and uh, hit the hard lines. With with forties, I would imagine, and and those uh, those uh, the Dana sixty and Sterling, I imagine that the the hard lines are. We're talking about some serious. Uh, off-road stuff now is it rocks muds or mud or yes uh it's mainly rock good i i, I like that now that i know more about uh, off-roading uh, i kind of learned it uh, firsthand by having to spend three hours cleaning my uh my old chevy pickup while going mudding that's that's horrible that's just a horrible experience and you never get it all off <laughs> never Never. It'll be there for years and years. <laughs> yeah. Just just adding weight and uh, soaking up the MPGs. So um, so you went you went out and you uh, you took some of your family. Uh, I don't know, maybe all your family with you, or was it just uh, uh, one or two of the kids? Uh, well, traditionally, yeah. Usually, because um, the wife works on the weekends, and I like to get the kids out uh, wheeling with me. I have three kids, so they ride with me. Um, I brought them with me up to Ma Bell. And typically, when we uh, when we wheel and we do harder stuff, um, I actually have them exit the vehicle. Oh, good. Um, so my son is actually uh, my older son. He's he was seven uh, at the time. He actually has been doing some filming for me. He he's getting into um, getting into you know doing video and stuff because he sees me do it. And he actually started his own channel, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, he was uh, he was filming for me. Ah, uh, cheap labor. Um, oh. all you have to do is feed them, clothe them, send them to school and, uh, send them to college eventually. <laughs> so let's <laughs> so, go a long way. Yeah. So, uh, that's really cool. And the, the, the YouTube channel of his own is a great idea because yeah, even if he doesn't have his own business, he's at least gets the taste of being an entrepreneur, which I think is always a, a really good thing. I mean, this lemonade stand is a, is a good teacher. Oh yeah. So, uh, uh, how long has he been uh, doing the, the helping you out with the YouTube videos? Uh, this was kind of like his first, like this year was pretty much where he's really started helping me. In the past, he'd do a shot here or a shot there, but nothing, nothing to the level I was hoping to have him do. Um, you know, he was, um, he's uh, got a little steadier with the camera over the, la over, this, over the winter. So, I was hoping to kind of really, really utilize him this year. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, oh yeah, if you don't mind mentioning, what, what is his name? Logan. Logan. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, I remembered that from, uh, from a post that I saw. I think Nikki G actually, uh, uh, contacted me about, uh, this, uh, this event that you uh, had gone to with Logan. 
Um, okay, so Logan's doing YouTube videos for you, and uh, and you're out on the trail driving. So the, I guess the only other alternative would be you do the YouTube videos, and, and Logan drives the Jeep. I'm not going to say that wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> so <laughs> just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> wink so, wink yeah yeah so oh i'm sure you know that i'm sure you, you were in the vehicle with him so but anyway uh the uh so so in in this situation where you were off-road testing out tuning uh getting the 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 cherokee dialed in uh i would assume logan was doing some youtube video and and you're steering the jeep through uh through and what uh, is it uh, hard hardcore off uh, off-road rocks or uh um so it was the gatekeeper on my bell. Um, it's a rock climb. It's a, we'll call it a rock face, uh, maybe about 10 feet tall or so. Um, so it was, it's not super steep, but it's steep enough. Um, it's my, it was my first time attempting it, and uh, I one-shotted it, which was kind of cool. So I was excited about that. He got it on camera. So all good there. All right. And then what happened? You, you got up and over it. Yep. So I, I so I got up and over it. Um, I got to the top of the obstacle, rolled about you know five ten feet, and um, at my bell uh, it, it starts to thin out after the gatekeeper. So there's not a lot of place to park. Um, it is an incline because it is part of a mountain. So I pulled up. Um, I shifted it into four high uh, because I I did the obstacle in four low. I shifted it into four high just to kind of move along a little faster. Pulled up the trail about I don't know. 50 or so feet, pulled off to the right-hand side where it started to kind of level out uh, and not be nearly as steep. Put it in park, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, put it in park. Uh, that's one thing we didn't discuss is it's it's an automatic. So you got the AW4 automatic in there, Correct. and you put it in the yep. park. All right, and, and then what happened? All right, so, a, a, um, so I put it in park. Reached over, grabbed my camera, because I was going to do some filming for the people that were behind me, because I carry multiple cameras. Uh, Logan started walking up the trail uh, on the bypass to come see me. He had the camera. And uh, I shut the vehicle off. And uh, I've uh, had vehicles in the past break free on me and actually roll backwards and not engage gear. So I sit in the vehicle for a second just to make sure everything locks. I feel the vehicle kind of... Lot, or rest on that uh, parking pole, mm-hmm. and uh, you know everything's good. Uh, get out of the vehicle, take like five steps, or I shut the door, take five steps. Uh, just then, all of a sudden, I heard a, a pop. I was, I turned around, and I'm like, "What? What the heck was that?" And then all of a sudden, it popped again. And when when it did, the vehicle started rolling backwards. Uh, that can't be a good feeling. I mean, especially with all the uh, the work that you've put into that, you're immediately thinking, "Oh my God, this! You know, I just got this thing where I wanted it, and now something bad's going to happen." Oh yeah. Oh, something bad definitely did happen. Um, so as the vehicle, and like literally, this is split second. Um, the vehicle started rolling. I looked down at where that vehicle was going, and and that's basically the main bypass trail part that Logan was walking up at. Up at. Um, so the vehicle started rolling right at him, and when I say rolling, I mean it literally picked up speed very fast because my vehicle is 5,300 pounds, uh, full, uh, like unloaded, so it was pretty heavy. Right. And it was going downhill. He was walking up the hill. So as I saw the vehicle start going down the hill, I screamed out at him. I'm like, get over to the side, get over to the side. 
And to kind of paint a picture of how Mao Bell is, uh, the obstacle that um, if, if I were Logan looking up at me, the obstacle I just did, which is like a 10-foot drop, is over to my right. I'm on like a little uh, dirt road, and to the left is about a 3-foot tall bank uh, with trees and other things on top of it. And he heard me scream at him. He saw the Jeep coming and got over to the side as best as he could. Um, but he couldn't get up the bank fast enough. Oh, so God. And you had a first row seat for all this. Uh, I literally felt like I was standing next to him. So um, what happened was is the Jeep rolled down the hill. The tires went up onto that bank. Um, and kind of so I had the driver's side set of tires up on the bank. Passenger side tires were on the road like normal. And, um, and unfortunately, Logan couldn't go anywhere. He was on the bank. He was pinned. Um, there was like a little route that was right next to him. So there was like nowhere. No, he had nowhere to go. So the tires rode up on the bank, hit the route, and then basically the driver's side rear tire rolled over Logan's chest. Oh, God. Um, I mean, it, it literally, it happened so fast. I didn't even know how to react, but I literally, it was, I felt so completely helpless because I, I felt like I was literally standing right next to him and there was not a darn thing I could do about it. I mean, even if there was, like, even if I could, I, there was just nothing I could do. Um, and uh, after, after that tire rolled over him, like, everything went blank. Like I, the Jeep disappeared. The rest of the world disappeared. I just had to, you know, make sure Logan was okay. Absolutely. Uh, just, that's a horrifying thing to, I mean, to have happen to your child, but also to, to, to witness it. And, uh, um, and, and I got to ask, so I, I never use the parking, bl- parking brake on my uh, automatic uh, Cherokee the AW4. You put it in park and, and, and you're good. Uh, but I think maybe I'll start doing it now. Um, but, uh, just curious, why didn't you set the, the parking brake on, uh, on your Cherokee? Well, I do not have a functional parking brake. Ah. And, yep. So, yep. um, why is that? I mean, I would think that that's a, a basic safety device, especially with what you said as far as you, you haven't really had a problem in the past, but kind of sound like maybe you have had a problem with the, the, the parking pin, the automatic parking pin. Uh, not holding the uh, the vehicle, and I would assume that it broke simply because this the Cherokee is so much heavier than uh, what it was originally, and it probably went past the design specifications for that parking pin. Well, to be to be completely honest, I mean, obviously, we've I've had a lot of time to think about this. You know, sitting in the hospital and everything, uh, kind of just playing that scenario over and over again, thinking about what I did, what I could have done, what I didn't do, what I should have done, and everything. Um, you know, I've never had a roll. I've never had a, a Jeep roll out on me like this. I've had other vehicles other than the Jeep do it. Right. Um, but because I have a Dana 60, I'm sorry, a Sterling 10 and a half in the rear, when I bought it, it did not come with, uh, the parking brake assembly. Ah. Um, and this being my first axle swap, I didn't know any better. Um, also too. Because I run a four link, it's a little harder to run 
uh, a parking brake back there without having it bind, rip yeah, up, or anything that like that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because the articulation that you get from the four link, it makes it right. more difficult. Have you, you could always run it along the drive shaft, I guess, with some uh, nylon tie wraps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, and just beating myself up and thinking about it. I mean, it's so many things. Just it will come to find out. Um, you know, after after the whole situation happened, it was reported to me after the fact that my Jeep was still in park. What had happened was um, when I went to four low and I drove that little little space, it never fully engaged. The detent inside the uh, transfer case never fully engaged or oh, I. I was and, wrong. It wasn't the parking pin. Right. It was actually was the transfer case popped. It popped into neutral. Yep. And even if it, even if the transmission wasn't parked with the transfer case in neutral, that thing's going to roll. That's right. On, you know, just going to roll. Yep. So. Well, let's get back to Logan now. Uh, so f- you said it rolled over him, and I, I would assume that after that, it, uh, because of the embankment, it, it came to a stop, but it did not come to a stop on top of Logan. Right. It rolled past him completely. Good. That's um, good. And luckily, it was just one tire that got him. Um, at least I, I think that it was one tire. I mean, like I said, it happened so fast. I saw one tire and that was enough. Um, so yeah, the Jeep kept rolling and, uh, ended up in a tree about 50 feet past where he got hit. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so, but, uh, so oh, well, what happened once Logan was, uh, I would assume he was injured. It wasn't, uh, an angel wasn't there taking the brunt of the force, but uh, what happened after that? Did he? Um, it, it was sheer amazing. It was it was unbelievable that he was awake through the whole thing, mm-hmm. and obviously he was in pain. Um, he had trouble breathing right away. Uh, it took about a minute, minute and a half before he could start breathing semi normal. Uh, we called paramedics. The paramedics were there a couple of minutes later. Uh, started working on him, and they actually ended up just to be on the safe side. They airlifted him to a uh, hospital uh, back in Connecticut, which was uh, you know a fifteen minute ride for him, about an hour drive for me. Right. So uh, and, and a helicopter ride. Let's let's point out that you got him a helicopter ride. It only took a, a jeep rolling over him. I know, right? Uh, I, I would have rather just paid for that straight out instead of have a oh, of course. jeep roll over. Him. Yeah, no. of course. I'm just trying to put a bright side on this. So, yeah. so is what did they find when they? I mean, it sounds like the paramedics thought he was okay, but they they got him to the hospital just in case. What did they find at the hospital? And and if I'm asking you any questions that you don't feel comfortable answering, they're too private or something. That feel free to de- decline. It's it's perfectly understandable. That's all right. I mean, I won't, I won't go into crazy detail, but amazingly, no severe internal injuries. Um, there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of fluid that they were concerned about. However, it turned out to be okay or within normal mm-hmm. right. uh, in that they weren't concerned after the first day. Um, and then just amazingly enough, he just has two small fractures in his, in his, in his hip, which, you know, th- that was it. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, somebody was looking over him that day oh yeah sure. absolutely uh, you both actually because this would have devastated you uh far worse if something uh permanent had happened to him and of course i'm assuming that nothing there's been no permanent damage 
Uh, as of right now, no. I mean, he just actually went to the doctor today, um, or yesterday, clean bill of health so far. So, yeah. So, the, the fractures were not uh, complete uh, broken bones? They were just uh, uh, cracks? Just tiny little tiny little cracks. Oh, that's great. So, uh, and I think I, I think I mentioned this to you in a, a Facebook post, uh, and, and I understand if you can't talk about it because, you know, it's, it's ongoing legal action, but how's his lawsuit coming? Uh, that, yeah, that one, that wouldn't hold up very well with the amount of modifications on that Jeep. It's, it's more aftermarket than it is Jeep at this point. <laughs> so anyway, it, it sounds like it worked out really well. The, the critical piece I got to ask here is, did he, did, was he a good YouTube videographer and did he get the, the Jeep rolling back at him? Did he get good shot for that? Cause you need that for the YouTube channel. It's, it's funny you say that. So <laughs> I'll, all right, the, the the little the little son of a gun didn't drop the camera until after he got hit. Oh, that's understandable. Uh, and <laughs> and the first thing he said when he got to the hospital was like, "Daddy, I'm sorry, I didn't get that on tape." And I'm, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and I, I had to give him a pass. So I the, had to give him a pass on that one. So the the beatings are working out, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I'm joking. He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't beat his kid. But anyway, it's so you know, it's so frustrating when you watch a YouTube video and something interesting is going on, and the person puts the camera down or the phone down while they gawk at the thing, enjoying it themselves, and go, "Pick up the camera, point it at what's going on." Damn it! <laughs> I caught myself doing that this weekend. Yeah, it's well, easy was, to do. I, yeah. I was filming something, and I'm too busy watching the action instead of actually like aiming the camera. All right, so Logan got ran over. Uh, he uh, he was concerned about getting the shot, which is just golden. This guy's going to be just a, a very good, not only for you, but his own YouTube channel, if he can uh, control that. And uh, he survived it. Uh, now let's talk about the Jeep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me about the Jeep. After it, it went on this excursion by itself, uh, is, is it in good shape, bad shape? How well did you build it? Uh, I drove it home. There you go. <laughs> I wrapped it around a tree, but I drove it home. Uh, um, yeah, so if you check out my channel, I built a bumper for it. The bumper took it like a champ. Oh, excellent. Um, obviously, the bumper is toast, but it protected the rig. Um, I did have to replace the hatch, but that's hatch number two or three. I lost count. Um, hatches are pretty easy to replace. Right. So, But other than that, it, everything seems to be driving. seems to be okay. So, uh, your YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash FM Jeeping. Of course, we'll have that in the show notes. And I'll just mention, because we've had a few questions about where are these mythical show notes that you always talk about. You just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the the episode that uh, Mark's interview is on. Um, so, uh, the Mark, it's a, it's, it's a great story. I feel really bad as a parent. I think anybody, whether you have kids or not, but it's just a... Uh, uh, a horrible, horrible feeling to have your child just be sick, just have a fever, uh, much less have uh, something that you created roll over them. Uh, is uh, oh, uh, one quick question: What are your plans? Are you planning on doing something to uh, make sure that you have an alternative uh, system, to, like like a parking brake? Is that something that you're going to be adding uh, uh, to your '98 uh, uh, Jeep Cherokee? Yeah, actually, um, I swapped out the shifter linkage uh, from a mechanical to a cable style, the Novak one. Uh-huh. Uh, it feels like it engages a lot better. Uh, I carry a piece of wood now to chalk wheels. Oh, excellent. 
and um, I'm looking into doing a line lock, um, which I know, and I'll catch flack for this, isn't the it, it isn't the equivalent to an e-brake or a because you're still using hydraulic um, hydraulic systems. Right. However, if if this were to ever happen again, and an e and the line lock was there, it would at least slow the vehicle down tremendously for people to have the ability to get out of the way. Right. So. Um. So, but they do make a a a, a brake system, a mercy brake system for the Sterling. Is that correct? Yes, they have it. I just. It wasn't on my axle, and I'm too cheap to buy one. I'm an ex-jailer. No, no. no, I figured it. Yeah, I, I figured. Well, and, and you're a parent, <laughs> so <laughs> those two things don't don't always go together. Uh, so you're making that work. So I didn't think about that. Of course, just uh, some wheel chocks. Uh, I was actually thinking of a, a, about Logan being a wheel chalk, but I didn't. I thought that was the, a very a too dark a way to go. <laughs> that was that was the nickname we gave him, and uh, unbeknownst to him, I changed most of his video game logins to wheel chalk. He wasn't too happy. <laughs> So have you have you had a T-shirt made with the tire tread going across it yet? <laughs> no, not yet. That's in the works though. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> How is he with this? Is he is he okay with everything? I mean, is he? I mean, I, he had to endure the pain and everything else. Is he okay with the pardon the pun ribbing? Uh, yeah, he's okay with the ribbing. Doesn't like the Jeep though. To be honest, <laughs> I don't blame him. Every time the garage. I, although I use it as a as a parenting tool, if I ask him to do something, he doesn't do it. I just open up the garage, and then all of a sudden, it gets done really fast. <laughs> well, I'm so happy because uh, he's made it through. He's going to be okay. And uh, years from now, when he's writing the book, uh, he will include this uh, uh, chapter prominently. Uh, the, the day my dad's Jeep tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm reminded by it, uh, by, about it constantly the wife won't let it go i was just going to ask you how the how was the wife with this that couldn't have been a good deal i mean she you no longer <laughs> you can no it's longer still a take very them off very touchy subject yeah oh, i'm sure she feels bad because she wasn't there she wasn't there keeping an eye on you and she knows that she needs to keep an eye on you and the kids yeah well needless to say they're never they'll, they'll probably won't come with me anytime soon yeah, it's understandable, but uh, it, you're going to make changes, and you'll uh, anything can happen, and and you can stay at home, uh, being worried about your children, yourself. Well, in, in this pandemic that we've been going through, you can sit at home and be and just be worried and wring your hands, or you can live the life that God gave you and go out and enjoy it. And I promise you that uh, those kids are going to love, just love uh, talking about the stories of going off-road uh, with Dad for the rest of their life. And, of course, Logan will have the best uh, story of all uh, because of this. And thankfully that, uh, you know, he made it through this uh, and only had uh, some, uh, well, like, a, you know, the helicopter ride. It is, it's an exciting time. It's like the, the Chinese curse. Uh, may you live in interesting times. Logan certainly has uh, lived in uh, interesting times. Hopefully uh, this will be the worst best thing that ever happened to him yeah uh, like i said we still got very very lucky yes oh yeah very lucky so well mark tell us how we can find you we mentioned the youtube channel youtube.com slash fm jeeping uh where are you you know how the kids love the social media tell it tell the tell the kids how how they can find you all right yeah so like i said like you said uh the youtube FM Jeeping. Uh, I'm FM Jeeper on Instagram, and I have FM Jeeping on uh, Facebook. 
and those are the ones I'm probably the most prominent on. I don't do Twitter very much or very well. Not as many people are doing it uh, these days. You know, we recently got on the, the TikTok. Are you uh, uh, interested in uh, uh, TikTok at all? Actually, I do have TikTok. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have it. I just don't update it nearly as much as Instagram or uh, my Facebook yeah. or the YouTube channel. There's a lot of Jeepers on there, and I'll have to look for you. Is it FM Jeeping or FM Jeeper on uh, TikTok? I believe it's FM Jeeping. All right. Uh, consistency is, is, uh, is key there. <laughs> well, Mark, yeah. I appreciate you, sell, you, you sharing your uh, your story with us. It uh, it can't be easy to talk about. I'm sure it's getting easier, especially with your child being uh, seemingly okay and uh, no ill effects for the future, 100% recovery, which is just wonderful. Actually, I think if it, there wasn't a recovery or if there was a uh, severe uh, injury involved, I probably wouldn't have wanted to talk to you about it because I hate it, just hate it whenever anything happens to kids. My wife will start telling me about some story she saw on, on TV or something about a baby or a small child, and I say, would you stop? I, I really don't want to hear about it. This really bothers me. So uh, the only reason I'm talking to you about this is because I knew Logan was fine to start with. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I, j- I just wanted to tell the story just to kind of say that, you know, accidents do happen. Um, you need to be safe out there. And there's like, this is something that I hadn't really heard much about before this. And it's just something to kind of bring to light. Like, Hey, you know, if you don't have a working parking brake, it might be good, a good idea to have something to secure that vehicle in case of a roll off. I mean, as silly as, as simple as a wheel chalk, having a working parking brake, making sure your, your shift linkage is working, turning the wheel uh, so that if it does roll away, it rolls into the woods away from spectators or other people. I mean, it's as silly as it sounds. It's There's a million different things, and I beat myself up over it constantly. A um, million different things I could have done that prevented this, but I, I wanted to tell this story to kind of uh, give that lesson to other people, like, you know, learn from what happened to me so that, so you guys can go home or go wheel and be safe and go home. Yeah, don't, um, don't let this happen to your kid or a spectator or even yourself. I mean, you could have been walking behind the, the Jeep and, and got caught by this. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I saw it moving. Uh, I'll just open the door, jump in, and put my foot on the brake. Uh, <laughs> it but, but, doesn't work like that. But in this case, it happened so quickly, you didn't have time for that. Nope. Uh, it was just it was just gone uh, in less than 60 seconds. So, um, yeah. So, guys, listen to this. Uh do this thing and, and, and Ma, remind you when Mark was relating the story he thought about this he thought well let me just sit here and s- let the, the Jeep settle to make sure it's not going to go anywhere and and it, it was it seemed like it was fine and he got out closed the door and then the trans- transfer case uh, let loose of uh, whatever connection it had oh and I, I meant to ask you this what transfer case are you running 231 all right so it's just the the stock 231 uh, in there so uh, and I know the 242s have a had a, a situation where it was uh, uh, it was really hard to get them back into two wheel drive, and, and I would assume this is kind of the same type of deal. Oh no, it's your linkage because you went with a different linkage. You got rid of the mechanical, which we all all Cherokee owners know, and I think even TJ owners know that linkage can be problematic as far as uh, actually uh, going in the right place. What, what what a horrible design that is. So you just yeah, went with the no, the mine, Novak. Mine cable. was actually the aftermarket an aftermarket one, but the stock one is pretty bad too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for being here on the show and discussing this with us and uh, all the luck for, uh, for uh, a complete un, 
uh, fettered recovery for uh, for Logan. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great night. You too, sir. Thank you. Well, big thanks again to Mark at FN Jeeping for uh, taking the time to talk about his Jeep life and that horrific XJ accident. That's just an incredible story. I'm so glad to hear that Mark's son is going to be okay from that, a full recovery uh, on board uh, in the near future there. Boy, that's that's scary, man. I've I had some similar, uh, similar events kind of happen uh, even recently. Uh, had a 1992 XJ in my driveway, uh, redoing some driveline work on it for a buddy. Um, did not have the front drive line in and uh the vehicle was uh was in park uh and we go to remove the rear drive line what do you think happens to the jeep once the <laughs> rear drive line is removed it starts rolling i have a tilted driveway uh and and that jeep almost ran over the both of us uh now okay it's a 92 xj uh on stock axles and 30 yeah, inch how tires. heavy could it be <laughs> How heavy could it be, right? What's the worst that could ha- possibly happen with that? Well, it was a pucker moment for both of, of us, uh, nonetheless, and uh, and it was a skitter, 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 get out of the way, and and very easily help this Jeep down the driveway to keep it from rolling out into the middle of the street, uh, and, and then, okay, let's catch our breath and uh, make sure our shorts are clean. All right, now let's push this back up into the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Did you scream at him oh. going, what the hell were you thinking, man? You're in charge of the wheel yeah. chocks. <laughs> well, it, so it, there was some words that went back and forth. <laughs> Everything's all good. Nobody got nobody got hurt. Uh, there was some finger pointing back oh, and of forth. Course. But, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, it marks uh, certainly much worse than this because uh, there was actual injuries that took yeah. place and whatnot. But. Glad to, glad to hear his son is, is going to make a full recovery. Very, very good. That, that definitely could have gone sideways. Well, if you have an idea for a guest, we'd like to hear what you have to say. Any recommendations are always helpful. Maybe you work in the off-road industry or maybe know somebody who does. Maybe you yourself would like to be a guest here on the Jeep Talk Show. We are always talking about how different people, everybody's got a, a Jeep story, and we'd like to hear yours. You yourself could be on the Jeep Talk Show uh, for our next. You just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Well, don't forget, Jeeper, it's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. And if you'd like to learn some inside information about the show, what we have coming up in the near future, uh, you know, some stuff about some giveaways we have coming up or, or just the inside baseball uh, of as far as what's going on on the show, and what you can expect, or even the links to uh, get in on the campfire side chat that we do uh, each and, uh, and every week. And we'd highly encourage you to join in on that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so just go to jeeptalk.com, contact. You're going to find a link. You can sign up for the, for the newsletter. And like I said, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to find us on TikTok and other social media platforms as well. We are taking over the social media world. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Now, we here at the Jeep Talk Show want you to know that we've been trying to reach you about your Jeep's extended warranty. Yeah, we really have. Podcasting since 2010.